Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. Welcome to this beautiful Monday morning, December 13th. Our feast patron today, St. Lucy. We invoke her name. Her name means light, that our Lord, who is the light of the world, may give us light like he did to St. Lucy, to lead us to give everything for our Lord Jesus Christ. St. Lucy is a virgin and martyr. Uh, let us ask her to pray with us as we begin our show today. My name is Father Randall Kazel, coming to you live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island. Happy to have you with us this day. We have a great show coming up. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And let us pray for all those listening to us this morning. We'll invoke the Holy Spirit to come and enliven our hearts with love for God and the light of truth. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of thy faithful and enkindle in them the fire of thy love. Send forth thy spirit and they shall be created and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who didst instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us by the same spirit to have a right judgment in all things and ever to rejoice in his consolation through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, listening here this morning, we have a great show coming ahead, and we have our first interview on the line already. We have Deacon John Huss from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Welcome, Deacon. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks I'm for happy to be with you. Great, and very good to have you a part of the show today. Uh, Deacon, I understand you're the moderator of the Charismatic Renewal and the director of the Permanent Diaconate in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Is that right? That is correct, yes. Oh, very good. And so can we begin then by you telling us a little bit more about yourself and uh, your life and how you serve our Lord here today? Okay, sure. So uh, my name is uh, Deacon John. Uh, I'm married uh, 46 years. My wife Nancy, we have six kids and eight grandchildren. Uh, I was ordained a permanent deacon in August of 2009, and I've been serving in Wabasha, Minnesota uh, at St. Felix and at St. Agnes and Kellogg. Mm -hmm. It's been a great gift to uh, be a service to the church. And about three years ago, uh, Bishop Quinn appointed me as the moderator for the Charismatic Renewal, and about a year and a half ago, I became the deacon director. So it's uh, great being able to serve the church in those two ways. Well, that's fantastic. And even before you came into the, the Charismatic Renewal position and the director of the Permanent Diaconate, our Lord called you to be a deacon. Uh, that's an amazing gift, uh, a grace for the church, and I know for you. Uh, so can you share a little bit about that journey to how you came to know our Lord was calling you to that uh, grace and that service in the church? Sure, I'd be happy to do that. Well, it actually uh, began uh, in 1981. Uh, 
my wife had gone to uh, Life in the Spirit Seminar, which is uh, one of the outreaches that prayer groups do in the Charismatic Renewal, and uh, she encountered the Lord and the Holy Spirit in a, a deep way. And in November of uh, 81, I also went to Life in the Spirit and had a, a reconversion to Christ and to the Father and to the Holy Spirit and to the Church. And uh, it was probably two years after that I was on a retreat, and um, it was about the deacons, and the Holy Spirit just told me to pay attention to that. Uh, at that time, our diocese did not have a, a diaconate program. In 1990, I moved to Pine Island, which is part of the archdiocese, and there was a man in formation there that was a uh, permanent deacon. And so I, I visited with him. Let me interrupt there, deacon. I think we're live here from Pine Island. Did you know that? Yes, I knew <laughs> that, yes. And so I have... Uh, we lived in Pinon from 90 to 99. Anyway, wow. uh, in 99, we moved to uh, Wabasha. Uh, I, my uh, secular occupation was a uh, uh, nurse anesthetist provider uh, at St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Wabasha. And at that time, uh, they began a diaconate program in the diocese. Uh, the first class graduated in 2005. I still had a busy family, so it was a, a long journey, but eventually through the discernment process uh, and the Lord's grace, and my wife's support and family, uh, I became a Catholic deacon. So, that's uh, amazing. with the grace of God, yes. It is a Nothing gift. Nothing I would ever tell us for myself. That's right. For sure. Well, that's our Lord has these, uh, these. it's a straight path, but then there's these turns, and, uh, and that makes the path straighter. <laughs> and what, yeah. what year were you ordained as a deacon? I was ordained in 2009. Okay. Well, praise God for your service. Men. Yes, uh, it's a great uh, gift to be able to serve uh, God and His people and the Church. So, And where where have all you been assigned in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, or have you only been in Wabasha? I've only been in Wabasha and Kellogg. So I'm, uh, I was just reappointed there. Uh, we're different than the Archdiocese. Uh, most of the times our deacons are in their parishes they come out of. Uh, yes. So I've been, uh, which has good points and maybe some negative points, but uh, I have uh, the other things I'm involved with is uh, unbound prayer ministry in the diocese, and so I have a number of diocesan things that I'm involved with. Oh, very good. So you're involved in the charismatic renewal in the archdiocese in the diocese of Winona Rochester. Can you explain yeah. what that? Can you explain what that means and and how that is developing in your service? Well, the charismatic renewal uh, really began in, in the Catholic Church, began in 1967, and uh, the Winona-Rochester Diocese started having prayer groups, I believe, in the 70s. Uh, during the 80s, there were uh, two, uh, they called them liaisons back then, Father Joe Keefe and Sister Marianne Schenzer were basically moderators. In the 90s, it's kind of uh, waned a little bit, but uh, the charismatic renewal now in our diocese, we have probably uh, eight active prayer groups who do life in the spirit seminars and other kind of ministries. It seems to be gaining in momentum. A month ago, we had a our first charismatic conference. We had a speaker named Barbara Heil. She's from mm-hmm. Iowa, who actually at one time was a Pentecostal minister who uh, in the last number of years, became Catholic, very uh, staunch Catholic, and she gave a wonderful uh, presentation on uh, growing in the Holy Spirit and prayer ministry and healing ministry. So it's 
it's a great gift to see uh, the Holy Spirit becoming uh, more alive in people's lives. And the purpose really is, is from one Acts 1-8, it says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witness. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the charismatic renewal is all about becoming witnesses for Christ in deed and word. Yes, I, I I like how you say that, and I was thinking of uh, when I when I my experiences with charismatic sorts of uh, of adventures or uh, interactions with the Holy Spirit, and it my own experience how I put it in my words is it, it's deepening one's identity because uh, uh, as I think as we both know, Deacon, many people will uh, go through living in relationship with Jesus in a uh, maybe a, 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 a way that's not impassioned or a way that uh, lacks an identity that one is truly a, a beloved son or daughter of our Heavenly Father uh, through Jesus Christ. Amen. And and in coming to uh, the, the interaction with the life of the Holy Spirit that's given at baptism, and then it's nurtured by grace and at times special graces uh, that lead to conversion. And I think that's really at the heart of the charismatic uh, renewal or the, or, the, or the prayer asking for the help of the Holy Spirit to say, you know, so someone who who can answer the question, who am I? Who am I in relationship with God? And but one, so, so one who has uh, an enlivening of the Holy Spirit in that action, all of a sudden they can answer that. Uh, because I, I pose back to you, how can anyone be a witness if they don't know who they are uh, in relationship with God? And I, uh, how would you answer that, Deacon? And so that's, that's how that would end up happening is... Um, that the Holy Spirit would uh, enliven one to know the life of Christ. And we know from the, the gift of the Holy Spirit, from the Father and the Son, uh, that the Holy Spirit, given by the Father and the Son, forms the life of Christ within us. So the life of Christ being formed, he presents us to the Father, and the Father delights to see his Son being formed within us. And it repeats really what happened in the womb of the Virgin Mary, uh, for when the angel came to the Virgin at the Annunciation, uh, the Virgin Mary uh, said yes, and the Christ was formed bodily in the womb of the Virgin. And so then through Mary and the power of the Holy Spirit through the sacred humanity of Jesus, continues the life of Christ. Uh, Deacon, good day. Yes, so Deacon, so then the the formation of the life of Christ makes us know our identity. And so how do you, how does the charismatic renewal help people uh, to know their true identity and then to be that witness that we're all called to be following Jesus? Well, I think what you touched on is that we come into that restoration or deepening life in Christ, but we really, when the Holy Spirit comes to us, we realize that we have a Father who loves us and cares for us, and that really we enter into that relationship with the Trinity. So by the charismatic renewal, these people usually meet together, so they experience community, but they continue to grow uh, in love for Scripture and the Church. Uh, it's just walking with people and their brokenness and their weakness and uh, bringing the light of Christ, giving them hope that they can that they are loved, that they are beloved sons and daughters of the Father. That is really the essence, is to bring people to the truth of the gospel, that we are loved Amen. for all eternity. Amen. And would you say, is that the basic goal of the charismatic renewal uh, in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester right now? Yes, I would say evangelization, you know, evangelization and 
making people more aware of the Holy Spirit and the power that, you know, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, the same Holy Spirit that the apostles had is with us today. Sometimes we forget or we leave those gifts or charisms on the shelf. We don't exercise them. So when we get gifts, we have to exercise them, open them, and exercise them uh, in proper order, but uh, very important. So evangelization is is really the thrust of it. Mm-hmm. And when you're approaching people to uh, have evangelization, what what sort of practical things are you endeavoring to to assist with people? What how how do you go about it? Well, you know, with the with the renewal, often it would be through a life in the spirit seminar, uh, which basically offers a gospel message that we're loved, that we're sinners, that Jesus is the savior, the bridge and that we have to make a decision. So it's kind of a gentle, but it's trying to get people, often people are not in a routine of prayer and pondering God's Word, so that's part of it to let them, wherever, meet them where they're at, but encourage them to spend that time listening to God and responding to what God is asking them to do, encouraging them back to the sacraments, to confession, to the Eucharist, to all of those great uh, gifts that we have, and to exercise the, the charisms that that gives them. Okay. And then, so once once people begin to be on the process of being open to prayer, uh, how does the, say, a seminar, a Life in the Spirit seminar, what, what are some more steps that end up happening? Well, so normally what would happen is after four weeks, they have a, a prayer for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit we read about often in Scripture. Uh, but really what that is, it's for us Catholics, it's releasing the gifts that we have received in baptism confirmation and uh, encouraging people to uh, open and use those gifts uh, for the service of the Church. So all the gifts, the charisms that we receive are not for our personal you know, uh, so we have the Isaiah gifts, which are more the confirmation, which are character gifts, but then we have the uh, Corinthians 12 gifts that are charismatic gifts, but they're for the upbuilding of the church, mm-hmm. for the encouraging of people. Uh, signs and wonders uh, happen because of people preaching the gospel and taking Jesus at his word that these he says these signs will follow, and often they do. So it's just uh, gentle leading people, praying with people, uh, being present with them. All right. Thank you, Deacon. We're going to go into a a break here now, and we'll be right back with Deacon John Hust. Uh, You're with Father Randall Kazel on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or 
make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. You're with Father Randall Kazel from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. And we're happy to have with us this morning Deacon John Hust, moderator of the Charismatic Renewal and director of the Permanent Diaconate for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Deacon John, thanks for being with us. You're very welcome. And so, Deacon, before we went into the break, we were talking about uh, various aspects of uh, a charismatic uh, renewal seminar, Life in the Spirit. And you mentioned uh, this idea of charisms. And uh, I think sometimes there's misunderstandings or sometimes people don't give really that much attention to the charisms that God has given them, or perhaps they're glossed over in their own awareness. But let's talk a little bit more about that. Can you share with us a little bit of the teachings of the Church on charisms yeah. and the Holy Spirit? Yeah, uh, I think probably one of the best explanations is in the Catechism of the Catholic Church at 799. This is what it says. Whether extraordinary or simple and humble, charisms are graces of the Holy Spirit which directly or indirectly benefit the Church, ordered as they are for her building up to the good of men and to the needs of the world. That touches based on so many uh, good things is that the charisms are a gift of Graces from God, and all of us should be uh, open to receive all the gifts that we have from that God gives us. And these gifts are given to us not because we're holy or because we've merited; it's because God desires to give us the gifts to help our brothers and sisters uh, to grow in relationship with Him. Uh, later, it says charisms are to be accepted with gratitude by the person and by the church. That's another important thing that we need to receive what that has for us. Mm-hmm. And and finally, in 801, it says charism need to be discerned by the person and by the church. I think that's very important. Yes. The charisms we receive, but they have to be exercised properly. Paul reminds us that... Uh, 
we can't, we don't exercise them perfectly, but we need to have the person kind of discern them, but also uh, the group. It's kind of like when you become a, a priest or a deacon, there's a discernment process by the person seeking, but also by the church. So mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Uh, the charisms uh, in Corinthians uh, are manifestations, and they are words of wisdom, words of knowledge, faith, gift of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discernment of spirits, interpretation of tongues, and gift of tongues. So these are just some of the charismatic gifts. Uh, We also have the Isaiah gifts that are the confirmation gifts, but these are gifts that God gives us, and we have to recognize them and have faith that God wants to use them in us for the building up of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so, can you remind us, Deacon, uh, when, when does God give these gifts? Uh, what, at what point does, do people have these gifts and they're automatically happening, or are these gifts uh, there and they're to be discovered? How does that happen, that these gifts come about in a soul? Well, I think it, you know, uh, at baptism and confirmation, we receive gifts, but if we don't have understanding, we don't know that they're there, we just kind of put them on a shelf, and they just sit there. Uh, I can honestly say until I was 27, uh, I didn't have the knowledge uh, about that, but when people prayed with me for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the release of these gifts in my life, uh, and they encouraged me and taught me, I was able to open up to them. So I think we have them, and God uh, gives them to us at certain times. So there'll be a certain time when I might be praying with somebody that I might have a word of knowledge that's something that I wouldn't know about. I have just a quick example. I was at, it was a Sunday Mass, it was Mother's Day, and there was a lady that we had been praying for for years that she would become pregnant, and she wasn't. And our pastor had everybody stand up. And all the mothers stand up, but she was sitting down, and I could see sadness on her face, so I was praying for her. And then uh, I had a word of knowledge that she would be standing up next year, meaning that she would be pregnant, and she's had five mm-hmm. children since then. So, again, wow. God gives them to us at certain times for us to exercise them. Uh, but we have to believe in them. We have to trust that the Lord can use us. I think that's... Sometimes we uh, don't think that we're worthy or this or that, but the Lord desires to uh, do things to build up the kingdom. Yes. Yeah, and I, and what I what I love about the charisms is that they they will tend to surprise us, and they will be they, they don't have anything to do about personal holiness, but what God wants to do, and it normally impacts people, and, and it, it will deepen other people's faith. I I had a similar experience that you just described. I know some years ago I was at a my pre, a previous assignment, and a couple uh, came to me. They had two kids, and they were distraught. It was after mass. And the wife was a teary, and she's just explaining, we so want to have a third child. Father, will you pray for us? And I said, well, sure I will. And then I said, but what I want you to do is a novena Our Lady Guadalupe, and, and our Lord will bless you with a child. And, and uh, I, I have to admit, I didn't remember saying that, but they came back to me uh, when they found out they're pregnant, 
And they said, Father, this is what you told us. And there was, they both said, this is what you said. I said, I don't remember saying that quite that way, uh, but I believe you. <laughs> so that it was uh, that I knew, oh, that was the Holy Spirit answering their prayer. And I just was the conduit. And that's a bit like the charism. The charism uh, acts in such a way that the Holy Spirit is building up the kingdom and providing. It was a blessing to, to baptize that child then. So it's never know what our Lord is going to do to bless and give grace uh, for people in their holy desires to serve God. Um, so tell me more about how people will discover their charisms, uh, Deacon. How do, how do you have that uh, process take place? Uh, that's quite variable, but we, in, again, part of it is uh, education, so having uh, different uh, talks and things on the various gifts. You know, with uh, with the computers these days, people can go online and uh, do a number of different kind of uh, tests and things and find out maybe what some of their charisms are. Uh, it's just encouraging them, and then it's always good to always need to have somebody who can uh, uh, encourage them, but also discern with them as they go uh, on their gifts. So, Yeah, that's right. I, I think it's good to have uh, perhaps spiritual direction. Uh, it's good also yeah. to, it's, it's good, uh, one thing that I suggest, Deacon, and I want to bounce this off you, is that would it be good to ask the Holy Spirit for that understanding? Um, I Sometimes I, I, I suggest people don't start by praying for whatever gifts or charisms, but you, you pray, the Lord has already decided. And the best ones are the ones that our Lord wants to do, because the, ultimately the building up of the church is, is, uh, is His work. And we're so blessed and privileged that He invites us to join into it. So it's a, would you suggest something like that too? Or how, how do you go about suggesting people to, to seek that understanding? Yeah, I think asking the Holy Spirit to, to guide us and uh, reveal to us uh, to seek people that will help us. That's one of the uh, things as the moderator of the Charismatic Renewal, kind of a resource for people. Uh, there's great resources out there. I would encourage people that are interested in finding out more about uh, discerning gifts and things like that. Uh, they could Google or go to Renewal ministries.org. Uh, it's an organization that's been around for 40-plus years, very involved in the renewal. They send uh, people to 40 different countries around the world doing missionary work. Uh, there's great resources out there, but it's very important that you get connected uh, with a group of people to uh, pray with and to uh, encourage and help you grow in those gifts. Mm-hmm. And what about the role of the sacraments in this, uh, Deacon? Because the, the, the Holy Spirit has action all through it. What, what would you recommend people to prepare for that understanding? Is there any concrete things in the sacraments? Uh, I would encourage them to uh, participate in the sacraments. I'm, I, I'll just share with you, before uh, my reconversion, or whatever you want to call it, in 1981, I had been away from the sacrament of confession for 15 years. And uh, I went into the confessional uh, because I knew I had to. I didn't, I didn't want to, but I knew I had to. I was a week before we were going to be prayed with for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Long story short, uh, I went in and I, I sat down, and all I could remember was that you're supposed to tell the priest how long it's been since your last confession. So I said, Father, it's been 15 years since my last confession. 
He stood up, motioned me to stand up. He gave me a big hug and said, welcome back. That is opens us to the grace of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. So the sacraments are integral in becoming uh, more attuned to the Holy Spirit. We receive grace every time we receive a sacrament, mm-hmm. and that grace helps us to be open to the Holy Spirit and to uh, try and follow our Lord more closely. Amen. And would you say would one of the key virtues in this would be the, the virtue of trust? Uh, that we we grow in the trust of our Lord. Uh, has that had a, a role in your life, Deacon? Absolutely. Uh, I just think of uh, of uh, divine mercy at the bottom of that. It says, "Jesus, I trust in you." That is what uh, that is what happens to us as we go deeper in our faith in the Church and the sacraments and in the Holy Spirit. We grow in our trust and realization of the great gift that Jesus is and will always be to us. So we have to just put our trust in him, not in all the other things uh, happening around us. Uh, He is the rock that we must uh, put our whole life into. Deacon John Huss, we thank you for being with us here this morning. Deacon John is the moderator of the Charismatic Renewal in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and the director of the Permanent Diaconate. To learn more about uh, Charismatic Prayer, you can go to the Diocese of Winona, Rochester website. Deacon John, thank you for being with us today, and have a blessed week and Christmas. You too. God bless you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Stay with us on Real Presence Radio Live. We'll be back after this break. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.